0: Welcome to the practical growth podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on medium.com, published author and master practitioner of neuro linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's that time of the week again. It is time for a new episode of the Practical Growth Podcast, and it is me, your favorite TikToker, your favorite medium writer, your favorite narcissistic family expert, and NLP M P. E.B. Johnson. And we are going to be talking about toxic people, toxic families, and how we break the patterns that we keep on building with them. It's going to be a very, very great episode and one you're not going to want to miss. Just before we jump into it, did you know that I've got an all new ebook out? Yes, that's right. I have a new ebook called Unmasking the Narcissistic Family. And this is all about helping you to spot this specific type of family abuse. It will help you break down the different personalities that you find inside the narcissistic family. How that abuse affects you, and even the roles that you may have been cast in as a survivor of narcissistic family abuse. If you'd like to learn more about this new ebook, just head over to my website, therealebjohnson.com, and click on shop. Or better yet, just enter slash shop and click on unmasking narcissistic families for all the details. You know, we all kind of come to a moment in life when we realize that it's time, you know, we have to cut ties with someone that we really, really love because they're just not the person we thought that they were, right? Sometimes it's just the realization that they're not so great. They're not a good fit. They're not really the person that we need to be with. And then maybe we're just changing directions, growing apart. Things are looking different. But sometimes... We wake up and we look at the people sleeping next to us or the people who've been beside us our whole lives and we realize that it's not just something off. They are downright toxic. They make our lives worse for being around them. And while everyone has rough patches here and there, these specific relationships, be they romantic or friendly or family or whatever, these these toxic relationships are especially destructive. They eat away at our personal success, our confidence, our self-esteem. And that's because toxic people are dangerous. It's not always in the way we think, right? They're not maybe going to come at us with a knife in the dark, but they can completely rot away our sense of self, our happiness, our joy, our optimism. And the worst thing about toxic people is it's not like the movies. They're not these big, obvious villains that are lurking around the corner. Usually the most toxic people in our lives are lurking right inside our innermost circle. That's right. Usually the most toxic people in our lives are our partners. They are our family members. And they are even some of our best friends that we've known for years and years and years. Being able to honestly spot these people so that we can act accordingly and protect ourselves and rid ourselves of their negativity and their toxicity, being able to identify them is an absolute must, but it can be quite hard to do because you have to admit some painful truths both about yourself and about people that you really, really love. All the same, there are some core signs you need to look out for in the people who are closest to you in your life. Does this sound like family? Does this sound like friends? Does this sound like a partner that you have beside you? One, do they have a gravity for drama? Are they always creating drama? Drama gets people a lot of sympathy and it gets them a lot of attention. And that's why it's such a big draw for a toxic person. It allows them to manipulate situations. It allows them to manipulate the emotions of the people around them. Look out for a partner, a friend, a parent whose whole kind of persona and psyche seems to be defined by the negative things in their life because these super, super negative people are going to attract more negativity into your life. Dramatics might be fun for school kids and reality TV stars, but in real life where we're just trying to make ends meet or make sure that we can show up to work every day, it prevents us from living a fulfilled inner and outer life. It's a distraction and it causes us to lose focus on the people and goals that actually give us meaning. Negative dramatic people will suck all the positivity out of your life. And the longer you allow that, to kind of happen in your orbit, and your gravity, the more they will take from you. So look around. Who in your life seems to feed on the drama? And number two, look for a very self-centered nature. Now, this could be a narcissistic person who puts themselves, their goals, and their comfort above all else. Or it could just be someone who just doesn't care about your feelings or the feelings of anyone else. Maybe they just want to be the center of attention all the time so that they can exercise control over people and situations. Look for people who get what they want and they don't care how they get it. They don't care if they've got to make you feel bad to get it. You could be looking at, you know, a self-centered family member who demands that you babysit their children for free. Or you could see like a self-centered boss who demands that you work late. They don't care if it's your spouse's birthday or, you know, it's a holiday with your child. Look for these selfish people. And remember, thinking of yourself is one thing, right? We should all have a healthy prioritization of ourselves. But it's when you start crossing other people's boundaries in order to benefit yourself that there's a real problem. Number three, the toxic friend, lover, family member will lie, 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 lie. We all tell white lies. But those who deliberately mislead in order to harm or in order to get what they want when they know it will harm others that's an issue these are people who intentionally withhold information they will twist the truth they make it impossible for you to trust anything that they say telling small lies is one thing but if the small lies are just endless 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 petty lies then look out because this can escalate the lies told by a toxic person, it, it again, it kind of builds back to that self-centered nature. They want what they want. And if they have to lie in order to get it, that's what they'll do. They'll obscure. They'll reinvent the truth, even if that means concealing their own personal flaws. But needless to say, we always find out the truth in the end. Number four, is there someone in your life that always has to be right? And like, no matter what, they don't care if they have to fight you down to the dirt, to the ends of the earth, if they have to ruin your day, your life. Uh, your work whatever it is they will be right and they will make sure that you know they're right yeah this is uh, usually a sign of an extremely toxic person not always but very often an extremely toxic person who is so insecure that they constantly have to prove their worth and value externally and this being right is one of the ways in which they do that they cannot tolerate the idea of being wrong to them it's a rejection Okay, to a toxic person, being wrong is like a source of rejection. It's in a personal front and they they can't accept that. Right. Because it's like an attack on their ego and that crumbles them. So it doesn't matter what the issue is. It doesn't matter if there's a simple resolution of just walking away, you know, that kind of thing, staring them in the face. They will argue their point of view until they are blue in the face or buried in the ground. And they don't care if they've got to set off bombs to be right. Number five, we all have that negative Nancy in our lives who cannot say a nice thing about other people. They complain about every single person that they come across, especially if that person has just left the room and they're just like repetitively on this negative loop, just complain, complain, complain. And the problem with these types of people is that this nastiness they have this kind of superiority towards other people. It spills over. It clouds our own personal opinions and judgments and attitudes about people and about situations. Healthy, balanced people understand that there's a little good and a little bad to almost everyone. Toxic people don't do that. To them, everyone's garbage. To, to them, no one is ever like as good as them. No one else will ever add up. There's always going to be something wrong. You see this a lot with narcissistic parents as well. So, you know, there's a fine line. Between harmless gossip and complaining. And these people seem to always be on the complaining side of things. They have a strong opinion, but it always crosses the line into judgmentally cruel or um, harsh. So they will never say a nice thing about other people because, you know, that would admit that someone might be better than them or as good as them. And that's just not something they're going to do because, again, insecurity and it's a catchy disease. That's best to steer clear of unless you want to set yourself up for the same. Six, you should also be wary of the people in your inner circle that are just mean for the sake of being mean. Um, They may not be directly destructive to you, but you should look out because a toxic person will still rain down that negativity on others. And usually a lot of them have a mean disposition, you know, and that becomes harmful. It's they're dangerous people, but they can appear very, very charming. So you have to like look beneath the surface. What are the patterns? What are they surrounding themselves with? It doesn't matter if they're your family or they're your friends. You get a real sense of who someone is by watching how they treat others. Observe the relationships of the people in your life and, you know, be honest. Are they mean to other people? Are they harsh, cruel, nasty, you know, mean spirited for no reason. Number seven, last but not least, a permanent victim. Do you know a permanent victim in your life, someone who is just always in the middle of a crisis that the world has rained down on them that they absolutely had no hand in? It might be someone who always has to be financially rescued by you or it's someone who always needs you to come and pick up the pieces of a horrible breakup or, you know, some other big crisis they've made for themselves in a friendship or even at work. When you really break it down, the, t- the type of toxic person that uses this victimhood, you know, they're very often a covert narcissist, but ultimately they're people who can't take responsibility for their actions. And someone who can't be accountable is very, very dangerous because they're always going to shift the blame onto other people around them. They will blame anyone and everyone before they will take the blame. So you will come into the crossfire at some point. Be wary Eventually, they're going to blame you for their problems. So what can we do when these toxic people in our lives are family? What do we do when it's our parents or our siblings or our grandparents or our cousins? You know, our lives once depended on the family unit. That was our that was our source of protection. That was how we got food and care and support. But the world is different now. We know that love has a strange way of keeping us tied to situations that are less than ideal for our physical and our mental health. And while we enjoy these fierce bonds of love and they can be very, very beneficial, they also keep us tied to people who injure us the most sometimes. And we grow up in these kinds of folds, believing that we have to love and protect even these people who are doing egregious harm to us. These are things that we start to believe in childhood and they're powerful, but they don't necessarily hold true. In the second, third and fourth stages of our lives, we love our families and we trust them, but sometimes they are the toxic people in our lives. And we have to break beyond that pressure to stay loyal to them, no matter how immense that pressure might be and admit that, hey, this person is adding more negativity to my life than they're adding positivity. Never mistake your loyalty for submission because you're going to get stuck in a place that you will regret, that will fill you with resentment and insecurity, a place in which you will look back and realize this never served me and I sold myself short. So what can we do? What can we do when the toxic people in our lives are family? One, we cultivate acceptance, okay? There is no one in this on this entire planet that you can control but yourself, not a single person, not your children, not your partner, no one. I mean, when was the last time you tried to tell your dog how to do something? You know, it's a 50-50 thing. You have to accept that. You have to accept that. You cannot change or control your family at all. You can beg on your knees all day long. You cannot change people. They can only change themselves when they genuinely desire it. So accept it. Can they change? Absolutely. Will they change? Most people don't. Toxic people rarely change. Toxic relationships rarely change. Broken people are broken and no one can fix them but themselves. So the sooner you come to accept that, the sooner you can move on to healing and protecting yourself. Once you have cultivated that acceptance, you can stop waiting for an apology because it's not going to come. If your family is toxic, if your family has spent decades abusing you, dismissing you, demeaning you. Treating you as though you are the eternal child that's not worth the same respect that they get as adults. Stop waiting for them to apologize. Apologies are accountability. And if there's one thing toxic people, especially toxic families, are not going to do, it's be accountable for what they have done wrong and what they continue to do wrong. Would it be great to get an apology? Absolutely. But the reality is, it's not coming. So let that breath out and start changing your focus to something more positive that you can benefit yourself from, that you can take control over and add something positive to your own life. Because what is an apology going to give you that you can't give yourself? Next, you need to start to focus and shift that mindset. You need to understand that it is okay for you to walk away. Someone being family does not mean that they have a right and entitlement to be toxic in your life. They don't get a permanent piece of real estate on your land just because of the social link that you have to them in society. Okay? No one's entitled to that. The only people entitled to be in your life are the people that you want to be in your life. And the only people that you should want to have in your life are people that make you feel, you know, like a good human being for being in your life. That's not to say they always have to say positive things or build you up, but you certainly don't have to feel Fill up your real estate with people who tear you down. You need to know that if people cannot respect your boundaries, respect you, who you are, the life that you want to lead on your own, independent of them, then they don't need to be around. They can go elsewhere and they can do their own thing, just like you're going to do their own thing. Not all relationships last forever. And that includes the relationships we have with our family. So if you can't change them and they're not willing to change and they're not willing to respect you, they're not willing to compromise, understand that it's okay for you to walk away, even if it's only for a temporary amount of time, even if it's forever. By this point, you've got yourself standing in a very powerful place. And what you need now, because it's it's been a challenge getting yourself here, you know, you've got this acceptance that you can walk away from people that you don't, need an apology, that you're not going to get an apology, and you can see these people for who they truly are. Now you need to give yourself a positive boost. And we can do that by focusing on healthy relationships instead. Look away from these negative relationships, put space between them, put distance, go no contact if that's what you need to do. And then turn all your efforts, your focus into the positive relationships in your life, the positive people who want to build you up, who want to support you, who love you, who are willing to tell you the truth with softness, with kindness, people you're genuinely grateful for and people who are grateful to have you in their life as well. Focus on these healthy relationships and stop pouring all your time, energy and effort into people who don't add anything good to your life and aren't really that interested in being a part of your life. You've got a positive anchor there. Okay, when you start focusing on these better relationships, these positive relationships, and you start giving them more space, more energy, more focus, more of your time, then you're ready to really start actively, proactively even phasing out contact with your toxic family, with, you know, toxic friends, even with a toxic partner that you might be trying to break things down with. It doesn't all have to be dramatic. You can just slowly release yourself. You can stop answering the phone as much. Stop coming to as many events. Change your social media. Go offline for a while. Avoid contact with the toxic people, especially toxic family, during this stage as much as possible. And when you do have to interact, I like to recommend that you use the graystone technique, right? Keep it civil. Keep it brief. Don't give them any kind of fuel. Don't respond to any goading. Eventually, When these toxic people no longer get a response from you, they lose interest in you and they're willing to walk away themselves. That's the point. You have to stop making excuses. Okay. At this point, as you're emotionally detaching, you're creating space. Maybe some of these toxic family members are distancing themselves because you're not giving them anything to feed on. You've got to stop making excuses. See reality as it is and be honest. Be honest when you're walking away from someone who's destructive. You know, even in the midst of the storm, we know when we have the support of authentic love. We know when someone's being genuine with us, when they really want the best for us. So stop making excuses. Stop ignoring the stress that these people add to your life. Stop ignoring the stress that leaves your life when they leave. Don't forget that exhaustion and all those things that you never had the courage to say. If it doesn't feel right, it isn't right. Stop making excuses for it. That's the point at which we begin to let go of the fantasies. Right. We start to see reality as it is. We see ourselves as we truly are. And we start to uncover that strength that we need to bolster that future. It's hard to let go of the fantasies, but this is one of the final stages of this healing, this release from this toxic family. We've got to shed that loyalty. Okay, stop throwing flowers at the feet of this imaginary family, these imaginary parents hoping that they will, these gods will one day look down on us and change things. Don't fantasize about what could have been. Let go of the imaginary parents you've been hoping for all these years. Those fantasies only persuade you to go back in, to hold on a little bit longer, and you already know what that gets you. Nothing. So if you're detaching from a toxic family member, let go of those fantasies once and for all. At that point, you can set a deadline for yourself, set a deadline. This is when I'm going to fully go no contact, or this is when I'm going to move away or move out of the house or, you know, dramatically shift the relationship. Give yourself a deadline, a timeline to which you want to work to in order to shift this relationship. As you're working to that deadline, you can prepare letters. Maybe you're going to move away and there's some heavy things you want to say, but you're not, you know, ready to do that or to cut those ties yet. You can write a letter. Okay. You can write a letter, but set yourself A time frame and a time limit. And at the end of that, know that you need to be on your own path in your own space and in control of the relationship that you have with this person and how it affects you long term. Last but not least, if you are dealing with a toxic family member and you are just waking up or maybe you have decided that's it and going no contact or you're on your no contact journey now, the last big step of this healing journey of this severing ties even is allowing yourself to be heartbroken, allowing yourself to grieve. Even when people are bad to us, even when they're toxic, even when they've abused us, um, we love them and it, it wounds us deeply to lose them, to remove them from our lives. And we have to take time to reflect on our emotions and give those emotions space to breathe and to understand the messages that they have for us. Um, Let yourself grieve. Let yourself be angry. Let yourself cry. And again, time limits here can be very helpful. Set a timer. Let yourself cry for five or ten minutes. Get up. Do something positive. Grief is going to come in waves, especially if you have to cut ties. Let it. Let it. Because um, putting up the walls is only going to hold these waves back. Eventually they'll break them down. They'll hit you and they'll hit you in the worst possible way. So the best way out is through. Allow yourself to be heartbroken. And then on the other side of that heartbreak, you'll find a a new sense of self. You'll find the path to rebuilding your self-esteem. You'll find a new chosen family and a life that will absolutely astound you. That's what it takes sometimes, Sometimes choosing health and wholeness for ourselves means being honest about who our family is and who they are. We have to grow into ourselves in order to be happy with ourselves. And that growth means a lot of things. You've got to choose the right path for yourself. Take the journey that is actually going to allow you to live in this world in some kind of happiness, in some kind of peace. But you can't do that if you're clinging to people who are poisoning the water around you. You have to take charge of your own life and understand that you determine the conditions of your relationships and how people relate to you. If someone treats you poorly over and over and over again at some point you have to understand you're allowing this to happen and you have to make a plan to get yourself out of it because you can't change them you will never change them and you're, you're not responsible for them you're not responsible for what they do to you you're only responsible for protecting yourself and pursuing the things that will make you a better person Sometimes the only way we get to be that better person is by getting rid of the people around us who couldn't do that for themselves. There are so many people out there who do love themselves and who will love us. But we have to first know how to spot the toxic people who are taking up all the valuable space in our lives so we can clear it. Even if they are friends, even if they are family, partners, spouses, lovers, whatever it is. It's a difficult skill, but we have to be honest. Is your family toxic? Are they? taking more away from your life than they're adding to it. Do you feel supported by them or do you feel run down, detracted because your family is your village and a village shouldn't be a miserable experience. You should not be suffering in the midst of all that. Walking away from these toxic people. It's not easy, but it's always right. And we, we might find guilt on the other side. There's anger, there's rage, But all of these feelings teach us so much about who we are and who we want to be if we just listen. Sometimes there's not two sides to a story. (laughs) Sometimes your family's just toxic. Your parents are just narcissistic or abusive or abrasive, dismissive, demeaning. And sometimes those relationships are worth letting go. You've got to be the hero of your own story, make some hard decisions and stop diminishing your light for people who can't even respect their own if you're dealing with toxic family know that it's okay to walk away and know that this is it maybe this is it this is the time it's right thank you so so much for listening i really appreciate it you guys have sent this podcast through the roof. And to show my gratitude, I'm giving a free ebook to everyone who leaves a five star review on Apple podcasts. All you got to do is hop on over there, leave your five star review. And as soon as it goes live, take a quick screenshot and send it to me, you can email it or send it to me on Instagram. And I'll email you a free copy of one of my ebooks. Totally free, right? What's better than that. So If you want to get that ebook, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review. Let them know that you love the show and let them know what you found helpful. To everyone else who's already done that, thank you so much. Your reviews have been absolutely lovely and amazing and have brought me to tears. I'm eternally grateful for each and every one of you. Until next time, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Medium. And we'll be back next week with an all new episode. Until then, keep your heads up and keep moving forward. Bye bye.